Hello, my friends, Nigel here, and welcome to Backable, the podcast where we explore the top performance habits in both business and life. Now, as 2020 draws to a close, we take the opportunity to reflect on the lessons we've taken from it, and in the spirit of the season, share the gifts this unprecedented year has given us and that we will take into the new business year and beyond. Happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe, take care, and enjoy. Good tidings, my fellow business owners out there listening to Backable today, and thank you for the support you've given us this year, which I just realize is a bit ridiculous because people don't sequentially listen to these things and it's long-form content. So for those of you listening to this during Easter, ah, now, Lana, (laughs) Nigel, this time of year, well, when we're recording it anyway, it's a time of reflection. We've just hit the 1st of December where this recording day is, and this will be released in a couple of days. But we were reflecting on for the year being one out of the box with the pandemic and all those sort of things that we cannot be bothered talking about anymore. But we were talking a little bit about what would be the one gift you could give because it is the season to be giving. And I think when we've gone through a tough year, as we all have as business owners and people just getting by, doing the best they can in life with what felt like at times that control was taken from us. What can we reflect on and what would be the one gift that we would give someone we care for for their business journey going into 2022? Lana, for you particularly, upon reflection of this year and heading into 2022, firstly, you're positive for 2022? You better be. 2021? You just skipped a year, bud. Holy (laughs) moly. (laughs) That's how far ahead I'm planning. See, Nigel, I'm six quarters ahead. I've been doing 2022 <laughs> profitabilities. But no, what would, you, what would you give people this year? If you had a gift to give to our listeners that are there, they've come through this tough year, what would be the one gift you would give to take them into 2021 with some gusto? Some gusto. Yeah. Uh, my gift would be, not to sound airy-fairy, but that you as a person, you're enough. Whatever it is that you need to do. You could not sound more airy fairy. I know. I know. And that's fine. You know what? My gift is airy fairiness. <laughs> um, Sorry. So what do you mean? I would give them this idea that you are enough, um, that the things that you want to do, the only person you can rely on is yourself. And I think that when people come to understand that they can rely on themselves, that their thinking is correct, maybe not for the future, but for now. There's a lot of freedom that comes with that. There's a lot of being okay with the world around you that comes with that. And what I've learned in 2020 and what I would take into 21 and or 22, depending which year we're playing on right now, it would be the fact that everything that you're doing is fine and the more that you do for yourself, the better you'll become. That's an interesting one, the reliance on yourself, because I think that's one of those ones that's probably something we need to untrain in our lives because we're generally brought up to create friends, create networks, create communities, and, and hopefully you know, that support network helps you in life. But it is different when you're a business owner, isn't it? You have to actually learn some new skills, which is first of all, being comfortable with being alone and then realizing it is all on you. No one owes you anything. I know this you've spoken quite a bit about 
how strong you are for yourself and how you can only rely on yourself and you can only judge yourself. For me, reliance on yourself also makes sure that you don't get disappointed by others, that you don't have an assumption that people will do a certain thing or respond in a certain way. Whereas if you're always relying on yourself, other people's actions are irrelevant. You're going to keep going, you're going to keep progressing. And that's a big growth point, not only for a business owner, but for a leader. If you're an employee in a business, knowing that you can rely on yourself to do the work, it means that you react differently and less to the actions of others around you. Yeah. And I think for those of you listening out there, you don't want to take this gift (laughs) (laughs) Um, in the wrong way because a lot of smaller businesses take relying on yourself as not letting anything go. And that's not what I believe, and maybe Lana will correct me, but that's not what we're talking about here. When we talk about reliance on yourself, it means that you create expectations that you want. You want to get projects done. You can allocate people to do projects, particularly in your business, but you expect them to do that work. But if it's not done, you know that you can step up and make the change that needs to be made in order to get to where you want to go. It's where some people rely on someone and as soon as that um, mechanism collapses or doesn't work or is not quite what it wants, people fall to pieces. It slows them down. They're, why is this happening to me? Why didn't that person perform? Why didn't we get that done? Whatever it is. And what you're, I think you're talking about is you need to create that inner strength that you will always step up when you need to. That's reliance. You can rely on yourself because you'll never let yourself down. Absolutely. And I'm also not saying rely on yourself and don't help others. If I said my gift to you was a horse, you wouldn't suddenly become a terrible person because of it. Nay. (laughs) Nailed it. If these mics weren't actually mounted, I would drop it. That's an excellent joke. Get it? Nay. Horses, nay. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know where to go with that. Um. <laughs> Just rely on yourself to remember life. Rely on myself. Yeah, and I'm not saying that when you rely on yourself that you become a terrible person or that you shut other people out. Just like with any other gift, still be who you are. If you're a giving person, you can rely on yourself and still be a giving person. It just means, and honestly, it's from that emotional point of view that towards the end of the year, everyone's tired. If you're listening to this at Christmas time. Um Did you just ignore me then? Yeah. It can be very hard (laughs) to keep going and you take so much personal energy on and you take so much heaviness on because you're feeling heavy. All my gift is get over it, rely on yourself to get there. And I've always found that when you do that, things seem a little bit lighter. When someone does something that, let's be honest, we all know they're going to do because we all know the people around us, you're not shocked, you're not disappointed, you just keep going. And to me, that's my gift. I like that one and I, I think particularly um, we were talking on the Backable stream on Facebook I think the other day, Nigel, and for those of you who aren't part of that private group yet, you're welcome to join if you're a business owner. If you're not, you're not quite ready for it. But for those of you who want to just have a look at the um, – go through Facebook and you can find it. But what we spoke about on that stream was and, – and this philosophy is really sinking in with me and I think it's along the lines of what you're talking about, Lana, is – I don't think we have to get better as humans at all. I think we are already got everything we need. What I think we need to start listening to is different parts of our human emotion and our, I should say, the way we perform 
that people are feeling like, I've got to get rid of that fear of failure or I've got to get rid of that bad habit. And the habit is different to this whole, I've got a fear of failure, I've got a big fear of money. It's you don't need to improve. You just need to be executing different decisions. This is a whole, I think, some conspiracy around self-help, which is you have to work out how to get through this fear of failure. No, fear of failure is pretty easy when you start winning, right? Because it, it kills itself and it's not gone. It actually is still there. You're just executing. When you talk about this reliance, particularly, I think that's really important is you've got to start falling in love with yourself, but not in an arrogant way that you actually have to see the beauty in who you are perfect or imperfect at this time. But that's a really important lesson because if you don't have that level of care for yourself when you go through challenges or you go through different things where you have to step up because that's your role as the business owner, that role as the leader, you have an ally. It's yourself. Now, we're lucky because we've got each other, but equally at times when one of us is not having that great week, you almost got to step up double because that's how we operate, right? You need the person, and this probably goes against my gift, when you, <laughs> when you can't rely on it. Grinching right now. Grinching. Wait a minute, we're just developing philosophies on the, on the slide here. If you can't rely on yourself, you need the other person to have, it's very to nice remind to yourself. Have yeah. yeah. And, you know, when we're younger, it's our parents that they tell you that it's all going to be okay. And you can't always feel like you're in control. You can't always feel like you've got it, but. Well, the reality is you're never in control. You're never in control. I always find the, um, this idea of I have a fear of public speaking, this fear that a lot of people have. I don't think anyone ever gets over it. I know for me personally, I don't care about public speaking because so many times I've been put in a position where I have no other choice. And so I can keep saying I have a fear of public speaking or I can just realize that I genuinely have no choice if I want to grow the business then I just go out and do it. And to your point of getting over the fear and self-help, you don't ever probably get over the fear that's a genuine fear. You just rely on yourself that you know it's not going to affect you in the same way. And we can talk about heights for some people that they're never going to get over a fear of heights, but that doesn't mean that they don't try to do more. And to me, this is where this reliance and resilience comes into is you're never going to be perfect, but if you can rely on yourself to do what you said you were going to do, get up on stage to do the public speaking. When something falls down, you pick it up and keep going. That's key for growth. Reliance, resilience, whatever you call it, but this, this is a very important Thing to meditate on if you're a business owner, particularly this time of year when you're probably reflecting on the year and you're looking forward to next year. Where have you been deficient in that area, but not deficient because you don't have the skill that you just may have made different choices, right? And as soon as you acknowledge that, well, that's great because you've actually you've thrown a wrench into that thought process again. It can't be the same because as soon as you've got that awareness of, oh, that's I made a decision that didn't serve me as, as well as I could have because of the result I got, right? Which is great. That's actually the experience we needed at that time. But now you've got it. As long as you're aware of it, the next time it comes up, you're going to play the cards differently. And that's the beauty of this, which is you've got to love yourself for the perceived mistakes during a period of time because you have to accept that growth is stretching yourself and should have an element of pain or discomfort or it's not stretching you. And this is that reliance, isn't it, Lana, that even when you think you don't have another gear, step up. You always find another gear. There's always another There's always gear. another gear. Always another gear. Before we move too far past it, because you, you well, said we're going something. somewhere? 
just using this concept, you said something that I've not actually heard you phrase before. When we're talking about reliance and particularly that fear of failure kind of thing, that's the example you use. You said that there's a difference between the habit of fear of failure and fear of failure. That's a very big distinction. That Could you dive deep into what you actually meant there? Yeah, and I guess I'm quite pragmatic with maybe I'm getting older, I'm becoming more pragmatic. But this self-help idea that you've got something called fear of failure is, a, is an utter load of shit. And I don't know how else to put it. And don't worry, I bought into it at times too. But show me it. What is this mystical fear of failure? What it is, is an idea that you've put belief into. Now, that's dangerous because it doesn't exist. What it is, is results that haven't yet met your expectations of where you want to be in life. But it's not a thing that was over you. You haven't made the wrong decisions. You're just in the growth phase. You just haven't recognized it yet because you're in the middle of it and you're still trying to externally blame this. I've got this fear of failure. It came from here. It's just rubbish. What we should be looking at is the pragmatism of what decision did I make that didn't serve me? Great. Will I make the same one next time? No. Or if you do, that's fine too because you still want to be in that part of your life where you're still learning that lesson. Great. But there's nothing external to you. This is about decisions, results, and effect. I made a decision. It got me this result. Do I keep doing the same thing or do I change it? I mean, to me, that's, I mean, that's, I think it's become my philosophy of life. I'm too simple now, which is we try something, it worked or it didn't, and we either adjusted or we didn't. That's it. Repeat a thousand times. That's such a good way of looking at it because just using that as an example, that fear of failure, you can't fix fear of failure. But if you look at the habits well, it of- It doesn't exist. <laughs> so you look at the habits of it, you can change those habits. So that will change the yeah. outcome. It's one of these things of the human experience, which is, and I don't want to go down the religious path, but people say you can find God in anything, right? Which is true. If you can see the miracle in something, you can, whatever it is, you literally can do this. But you can equally- invent fairy tales for everything else right god is a belief and it is the belief of that person and it's equally real for them as it is for someone who doesn't believe so can be fear of failure you know our philosophy is i honestly believe the world rigged for me to win it's so unfair the world is rigged for me to win i i too honestly believe the world is rigged for you to win and see and when you believe it enough those around you also buy into it so you start getting this perpetual growth but it's like that right it's a really good gift that Lana's giving out because it should provoke thinking, which is none of you out there have caught some disease that is slowing you down. All you've had is actions that gave you a result different to what you thought you wanted. And you'll either make a choice to change that or you'll wait till you feel comfortable changing that. But either way, there's nothing that's on you or you've caught nothing. All right, what's your gift? What is the gift that Nigel would give? I think it's fairly safe to say that everyone's gone through a growth period this year in dealing with business and different ways in how to deal with it. Mine would be around listening to the podcast over and over again through what I do. The theme of superpowers and finding what your real superpower is has come up a lot and seeing the effect that's had on other people and seeing the belief that they've actually placed in it. Mine would be if you do find your superpower, then to hold on to it, 
you can't allow others to hold that back, even if it doesn't serve them in the way that they're traditionally being served by you. And if you're relying on yourself, no one can hold you back. <laughs> Joint Christmas presents. <laughs> oh, we're stocking fillers. Yeah, we need to put out some more additions. I need some new um, co-hosts <laughs> next year. Well, I think that's an interesting one, and I'm going to say something that might annoy you, Nigel. <laughs> I think Superman dialed it in. Uh, are I we going to have a whole conversation about this? Not, not really, because I'll just <laughs> press the mute button. But if you find your superpower, don't hide. And I'll give you the example. Superman wanted, was worried about how the world would perceive him. Well, that's Superman and it's a fictional character. For you out there that's living in the real world, if you've got a superpower, use it as much as you can, as big as you can, and just own it. Because most people is exactly the same as Superman. They're trying to hide what they're really great at or they're trying to you know, they're trying to pretend that they've got something that's not them. And it's this fake it till you make it's not, it just doesn't work. If you know what you're great at, go deep with it. And it may be that, and I'll give myself as the example, that you applied the superpower in the wrong area and you might have put a label against it. Um, whereas if, and then you say that's bad or it, it's not serving the business, whatever it is. But if you just go, well, that's something that is a part of me and something that I'm really good at, how can I use that to benefit? It changes the outcome completely. Well, it's fairly important, and we've seen this a lot, talented people that have superpowers, but where they are not successful is because they don't have the ability to target results with that superpower. So they'll do it, but actually all that matters at the end of the day is the result. In business, by the way, this is what we're talking about, which is if you're there needing to get a result for a business, it doesn't matter how great you are at painting a wall. If your job's got nothing to do with painting a wall, you need to go and work for a painter. Like, this is the point. Everyone's got really great ability. Like, we've seen it, haven't we, Lana? Everyone's got a superpower. I think, to Nigel's point and his gift and what he's giving is you have to use it, otherwise it's irrelevant. It's we're all talented in some very special, unique way. We've all got our own skill set. But there's always going to be someone who's got the same skill set as you, who's got the same superpower as you. But if they're going to work harder than you, if they're going to be smarter about it than you, then their superpower wins. And a lot of people feel that they can rest on their superpower instead of actually making it work. And to me, that's a key, a key difference. It's a really good analogy because particularly in SME businesses, most of the owners have some form of superpower because they've got themselves into a business and they're, you know, they're building their life stream. But they don't ever go deeper with it because then the excuses start going. I mean, I always speak to people all the time going, why aren't you continual, continually educating yourself on different things? You know where your business is heading. You've got a plan. Why don't you know this? Why haven't you educated yourself on finances? Why haven't you educated yourself on digital marketing? Why do you not enjoy business um, blogs, vlogs, whatever it is? You know, listening to this is a step forward, but what are you doing to build and enhance your superpower? And this is the thing. A lot of people, when they find they've got a skill set, they think that's it now. They just have to apply it. No, no, no. You have to find now the way to refine that skill set and enhance it. How do I get the most out of it? Because... That's the difference between being good at something, and it is a superpower and all power to you, but it stays small and you need to 
go deeper with it. The next level of a superpower as well, especially for a business owner, and I'm sorry for this pop culture reference, but I can't think of another example. Captain Planet. All of the individuals have got their own little superpower, and when all those superpowers come together, it makes the ultimate superpower. Yeah, it's a great team. Wonderful team. And so- What if- was I thinking of Voltron? They also came together, yeah, like the a, five lines. I'm definitely older than you. Yeah. Then they became a mega robot. Yeah. They became Voltron. <laughs> Not everyone's as old as us listening in here, Nigel. There'd be millennials listening here and go, what the hell are you talking about? And then they'll go and buy the toys that are way too expensive now because they're collector's items. But anyway. Jump on Netflix. Uh, they've redone it. So <laughs> I don't I- have time for that sort of thing, <laughs> Nigel. Maybe you do. Um, but there can be a superpower, and I know, Tim, this is one of his, is bringing together people who have got their own superpowers, but their superpowers aren't going to grow. They're going to be great, but there's a cap. But when you bring all those superpowers together, you create the bigger superpower. And sometimes, and I've seen it from personal experience, I've seen people who think their superpower is so wonderful that they don't need anyone. And then they wonder why they're suddenly surpassed by someone who isn't as good as me. Isn't as smart as me. Isn't as fast as me. Well, they were smarter than you because they saw where their superpower sat and they brought in all the other superpowers as a team. I think in reflection of that is I think particularly when I started my business, I found the first decade quite hard because my superpower is not in the execution and I had to learn to execute just to get to a state to get forward. And then you surround yourself with good people like, Nigel's been here for 15 years, Lana's been here for 10, and they're much better executors than me, right? Because that's not where my brain really works consistently well. But in terms of mapping out the strategy and knowing what's going to happen in five years and understanding trends, understanding where businesses are, that's more around my superpower. So when you move from having to do the work that you're not good at and you start to be in an environment that makes what your superpower enhanced, it changes the whole game in the way you feel about your business. And I think a lot of people out there would be feeling like they're useless at times, but actually they're just in that growth period where they're trying to build up enough resources to get out of what they're doing in their business so they can start using their real skill set. And I think it's, um, it's actually interesting that you brought up that Lana is a great executor and I'm better at execution. You, Lana, hands down, no doubt, is an awesome executor. Yeah, loose. But, yeah, very loose. <laughs> but part of what the gift that I have is also not allowing others or questioning what others assign your superpower to be. Because, yes, I am a better executor than you, but it is a learned skill because I've been working with you. Well, 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 I didn't say better than me. I just said, <laughs> you did just say use it. the literal words were better executor. Oh, okay. well, that's a compliment I gave life. Huh? <laughs> but no, at the I'm same time, teasing. Um, as a part of the team, my role is always to support the others within it and you needing support to get where we go. I had to learn the skills. Before we'd met, I was not the executor in that. And while it is a learned skill for me, it's, it's definitely not my superpower. So taking that on, if I don't execute to the level that I believe a top one should, there can be an underlying tone that goes there. So it's really about, for me personally, finding what that I believe that I'm best at and applying it in the right way. And I think that's the key to a, a growing good business is 
people's self-awareness of where they are. Now, the leader's job is to see people where they best fit and move the chess pieces, right person, right position, right? That's part of the evolution of any business. You know, the saying of get the right people on the bus first and then work out the business type thing. But a lot of us in the SME space, it's not. We've got the business first and we're trying to retrofit the right talent into the areas to grow. That's why a lot of businesses struggle to grow because they actually need to do a rebuild, um, which is which is quite difficult, right? Where you see really talented people is where they start having that self-awareness of who they are and what they can do and they deliver it. And then if the business doesn't reward that, they should move on because they're wasting their power. A great business will identify that and want to keep those people. So if you're working for someone, your talent will be valued the right way when you give the value of something that the person can't see. If you fail to show that, then what are you doing there? Or why do you want to stay? And this is the whole thing is a lot of, I think, employees who see career progression the wrong way, they think they can do something and want to be remunerated before they've delivered. We're great, great employees, the real ones, the real top 20%. They see it. They want to deliver it because that's who they are. And then the business can't afford to leave them because they're the real talent. And those people are very hard to find because everyone thinks they're good. But then when you look at it and go, you're only good under certain conditions, which makes you not an A grader, you're a B grader. Great people can work under different conditions. That's that whole point of mastery, isn't it? Is self-awareness. Where's my power? How I can execute a result here. And when you put all of this together, if you've got two people who are backing themselves, You've got two people who have got their superpowers. It is a battle of the wits. It is a battle of, you know, your Superman and your Batman or whatever the analogy is. Who's going to... We do not know enough about <laughs> You guys have actually just already given me my Christmas. <laughs> so Superman, you know, Batman, Captain Planet and Voltron all in one episode. Those people in suits battling out. But who's going to win, quite honestly, is the one who doesn't back down. and. It is that person who has got more belief. And at some point, you see it in you know, Olympic races, that final 0.3 seconds of the one person who knew that they were better, who knew that they were faster. Yeah, you've got to want it more. You've got to want it more and you can't, you can't teach that. You can't always be fighting to be the best. You actually have to hone your craft and you have to hone your superpower because if you're fighting to be the best and then forget to hone your superpower, when you go into battle against your equal, the one who's honed their superpower, who has gone through it all before, they're the ones who win because they're the ones who know you don't have to outswim the shark, you have to outswim the other guy. And to me, that's fundamentally what we're talking about is back yourself enough to know that you can do it because when it comes to it, that's where the proof comes into it. That's where you rise to the occasion and that's where your superpower comes out. Absolutely. And you think everyone else is putting in the same amount of work as you are. And it's simply not the case. And I, I like watching, obviously, um, sports and, and high-level sports and the, you know, the top level in the world. I love watching how the athletes go about it because they're all incredible. But you do see people whose goal was to get to the top level. And then you see players whose goal has been 20 years prior to that is to be the best at the top level. And you see once players get in there, so this is their whole life's work, getting to this point in time, and then they relax. 
I'm now a player. I've played in this league. I've done this. And then you see others where the work starts there. And this is the whole point is as an owner, if you're looking around going, but we're all working so hard. No, 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 no. Everyone's projecting they're working hard. 99% of people are working hard on things that don't matter and they don't want to change. You are the person who's got that new awareness and now you need to go with your gut and what you see. You need to, you've seen the path, now you need to play it. You got your cards, you know how to play them, play them. Most people just don't play their cards. And they it's just the truth. We all think we're working hard, but it's not. We get to look under the hoods of a lot of businesses. And it's not that they're lazy people. They just never understood the real standard that's required. And it's working on things that are difficult, not the things that take a lot of time. There's only one gift left to give. Well, you save the best till last, obviously, guys. Is, obviously. Yeah, bring obviously. it home strong for the final words of the year. That's why dessert's the last part of the meal, Nigel, because it is by far the sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, if I could give our listeners something this year and in reflection of a very, very interesting year, I don't think much has changed for all of us, but I think we've all got to experience a little bit of uncertainty and a little bit of pain on a different level. And I think the gift I'd like to give is you actually need to make peace with the pain that this journey gives you because pain is the wrong word. It's growth. And there's a universal law in everything that we do in life, which is to grow, we must go through discomfort. It's, it's a universal law. Have a look at everything in your life. You go to the gym, the only way to get fitter is to push your body a little bit further than you did yesterday or last month or last year because there's, a, there's a literally a, a physiological change that happens in the body to help you get bigger, grow muscle and do all that sort of stuff. It's when you find a mate. Yeah, well, where's the pain in that, Tim? Well, the pain was the rejection of all those years of wanting to go and speak to that person, wanting to date them, wanting to put yourself out there for a potential rejection. Finding out that they're not perfect, but still loving them anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I wish this was a video podcast, the gesture that went along with that sentence. If there's any any marriage counsellors out there, we, we may need some services, but- But this is the point. There's universal laws that don't change across anything. The only reason that life's fairly interesting is because there's a death, right? It's not nice to think about, but that's the point, right? Imagine if there wasn't. Now, in business, people avoid pain. And what you actually need to do is actually talk to it, respect it, and realize that pain is your friend. Pain is the... (laughs) is the thing that's going to guide you to where you want to go. Pain is the thing that gives you that human experience of being proud of what you're building. And you actually just have to make peace with it. And as people probably know, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I'll literally have conversations with my pain. I'm struggling with this. This is outside my comfort zone. Thank you because you're dragging me through it. You're making this discomfort because I know there's a payout. 
it's it's such an important thing because most owners still are under the illusion that this is going to be easy. And every day we wake up going, I hope we have a good day. I wake up going, wonder what problems are going to happen today. You know, Lana and I, we've had a we've had a big couple of weeks, and it's like it's just the same thing. Why, at what point are we just going to accept that this is the game? And you know, you, what are you fighting for? We're we're lucky to be playing. That's the point. You don't want it to be taken away from you, right? We all love playing the game we're in. And if we don't, it may just be because we're in a point of the game which it's really the hard work. But the problem is, is once you break through and you acclimatize to it, you're going to seek out more pain and discomfort. That's the fun. That's the problem. And this is something that's Whoa. really annoying. <laughs> we all want it easy. And as soon as it gets easy, we get bored and we look for more pain. And that was a really, I'll say, annoying realization I came to a few years ago. Oh, I thought you were going to say five minutes ago. I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah happy, thanks. Happy, happy, happy Christmas. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, a few years ago, I realized that I didn't want it easy. And every time I woke up saying, I want it to be easy today. Well, I don't because then I get bored. And then I went out and found new challenges. And so it is, you know, be careful what you wish for. No one who is running their own business, who is doing it consistently and growing it, no one wants it to be easy. No, it's an illusion Mm. because you think about now, how could you make your life easier right now? And people say, well, I could do this, I could do this. How do you make your life financially? So I could get rid of the car repayments, I could get rid of this, but I wouldn't have these things. And go, well, it's delusional, right? Except that you love challenges. Except that you get something out of fixing problems. Except that you like to be entrepreneurial. Except that you like to see different challenges. The issue is that we think we can control what challenges come to us. I, I like to fix problems, but only the problems I know I can fix. No, that's not true because then they're not problems. The problems are the things that you haven't fixed before and require your superpower. And it's not even just fixing problems. It's also this decision-making. Tim and I have made a big decision around the business recently, which not for our primary business. It was an idea that we've been working on for a few years now. And in the space of really two conversations, completely pivoted the direction that we were going in with it. And that is a decision that we could look at as causing pain because have we wasted two years or actually is the painfulness now just coming because we're about to take on something big or different? So it's not always just pain of a challenge or a problem. It's sometimes a pain of realizing how far you've come. It can be quite daunting. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree more around the challenge you eventually get to is at the end of the day, are you happy? Not the superficial now you're sitting there going no not until i make 10 million bucks you'll you'll make your money right but are you actually happy what you're doing and as lana mentioned before we we had a reflection in the year and said well in 20 years what would we have liked to have built because a lot of the decisions we made a few years ago were um how do we go to the next level of finance which is the wrong way to think about it because what we realized is We're equally doing the work, but would we be proud to have built one of these two options? And the the thinking was obvious, which is if it's all said and done, what would we have liked to have invested our life energy into? 
and it wasn't the thing we've spent a lot of time, a lot of resources and a lot of um, collective energy on. But the way that we view it is, but that's the point because that's just part of the journey to get to that decision. So it wasn't a waste. It was just the journey that we needed to calibrate the next step forward. So would you be upset about it? Maybe, but not if you understand that this game repeats itself. And the irony of that is that if we call that pain, Tim has been able to work in his superpower and has completely backed himself and has pushed this project faster than it's been pushed. And so this idea, if we look at everything we want for each other, it had to come from pain. It didn't just get handed to someone. To go through pain is to get the gift of being better. And all of you out there that are going through a lot of so-called pain, maybe over this period that you, um, you make a decision to fall in love with it. You make a decision to realize that it's actually your best friend and guide. Because if you start listening to it in the right way, you realize that pain is protection. It's trying to get you to avoid things that put you in uncomfort for purely protection. When you understand, you actually have to just acknowledge and say, I understand what I'm trying to do, brain, but I'm okay with this because I want to take this risk. And everything starts to just relax. Everything starts to dissipate. You actually are at peace with being in the moment. And I think that's important because I think if you get this on the right level, it will completely change your experience in growing a business. Well, friends, We're getting close to the end of the year. As I said, only for those people who are listening sequentially. (laughs) For those who are listening next year, happy new year. But this is important and it's a good time to reflect. It's a good time to think about the things that you've done well, the things that you know you'll make a different decision next time and acknowledge that well done on getting that lesson. But be proud of what you've done. Understand that there are gifts everywhere that you can get and being around great people trusting and loving who you are and where you are on the journey and understanding that this thing will open up and it gets better. Lana, Nigel, thanks for the chat. Let's do it all again next week. See ya. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you head on over to backable.ai, you can access all the downloadables we've put together. Now, if you want to stay up to date with all things Backable and Philodomo, then make sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on one or all of the platforms you can find in the show description below. As always, if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review. That's all from us for now. Have a great week and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.